Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We speak and we teach on the supernatural, how you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things. Hi, I'm Dr. Marina McLean. The supernatural is meant to be lived naturally, and we do that through the teachings and instructions that you find right here on the RMM TV podcast. So, sign up today on the RMM TV podcast. Rabba koshena makasai, kololomo shahalamo sikidi yolobo se mahai. Rabo shekela monso ribiamandai. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, barabakashana makasai. Lord, we honor you. And we glorify your name in Jesus' name. Well, I want you right now to release your expectation. Remember, expectation is the pulse of faith. Wherever there's a pulse, the supernatural will manifest. God's looking for your pulse. Lift your faith. Lift your expectation in Jesus' name. The word the Lord has given me to share with you tonight is a powerful word, and it's simply called Opportunity Seasons and God. Hear it again. Opportunities, seasons, and God. Hear it again. Opportunities, seasons, and God. I want you to go with me to Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. And I'm reading to you from the Amplified Bible. Listen to this. It says, it is he who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and greater knowledge to those who have understanding. I want you to notice what he says now. The first part of that verse says, it is he who changes the times and the seasons. It is he. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and greater knowledge to those who have understanding. Now go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Sorry, go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And this is from the Amplified Bible. It says, there is a season. A time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. Keep that in your mind. I'm going to read you, a, I'm going to read you all the scriptures just to change the way you think. And then I'm going to give you the script and I'm going to give you the word the Lord's given me to share with you today. Go with me quickly now to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16 from the Amplified Bible. It says, therefore see that you walk 
carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. I want you to listen to me very clearly, and I want you to write this down. The only thing in life that is set, that you could arguably say is sovereign, is purpose. And because purpose is set, it can't be negotiated. So that's why it cannot be changed. But listen to what it says. It says that we just read in Daniel that it is God who changes times and... You're going to hear it again, people. It is God who changes times and seasons. It does not say that God changes purpose. So in other words, the way how you find who you are in life is not by what the season is saying. Because the season is changing. Purpose is the center core of your being and your existence. Find your purpose because everything is going to revolve around that. Seasons come, seasons go. But who you are remains. In other words, never lose sight of who you are. Because who you are dictates to where you are going. That to me is so profound and so powerful. So hear it again now. So you remember what we said in Ecclesiastes now. There is a season, a time appointed for everything, everything, and a time, sorry, and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. So we know that. We understand purpose is the key you've got to focus on. But then it then tells us that we are to be careful how we conduct our life. For example, the Amplified Bible, which I just finished reading to you. In fact, let me read to you again, just by way of reference. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with what honor, purpose, and courage, shunning, shunning, those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. Listen to this now. Making the very most of your time on earth. And hear this now. Recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity. Stop right there. Notice it says, taking advantage of each Opportunity. It didn't say take advantage of people. It says you take advantage of opportunity. People are not your door rugs. People are not a mat to be walked on. 
Every person on the earth was made by God. You're never to take advantage of people. That's the difference between the ruthless and the ambitious. Because the ruthless and the ambitious is incapable of feeling because they only think of themselves. Learn this principle. Take advantage of opportunities, not people. The scripture goes on to tell us in Colossians 4, verse 5, it says, conduct yourself with what? Wisdom in your interaction with outsiders, non-believers. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. Please write these principles down. Opportunities are portals. They lead you to somewhere. They bring you into something. There are three master keys about opportunities that I want you to learn today. And I'm going to read it to you. Number one, opportunities are given. Write that down. Opportunities are given. I'm going to stress it to you again. Opportunities are given. Number two, opportunities are ordered. Now, how do we know that opportunities are ordered? When a man is in purpose, God doesn't just order your steps. He orders your opportunities. Psalms 37, 23. I know, and I know you know this famous scripture. The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way and, hear this now, blesses his path. Keep this in your mind. Because to me, it's very important. Opportunities, they're given and they are ordered. Number three. Now, when opportunities are not given, and there are times in life when opportunities are not given, if you are of a certain background, you might have been denied opportunity. If you come from a country like I do, where there was a class system, I was raised in London, good people, nice people, but there was a class system. But they are different. You understand, it's everybody's demographic, everybody's situation, different. Opportunities are not always given. Sometimes opportunities are given to the privileged. It's given because of who you are. Or sometimes opportunities are given only because of who, hear me, only because of who you know, because they don't know you. 
You cannot live of somebody else's opportunity. You say, why? Because all they need to do is speak one word against you and it nullifies your opportunity. I know right now that there are those of you listening to me. You want your own opportunity that nobody can pull the rug from under your feet and say, well, because we helped her or him do this, that's why things are the way they are. I know right now you want to stand on your own two feet. So I'm giving you the wisdom of the Lord right now because I want you to understand this. Number one, opportunities are given. And the two, they are ordered. But then number three, what do you do when opportunities are not given to you? What do you do when you're denied opportunity? This is the most powerful to me of all. You create opportunity. I'm going to say it to you again. You create opportunity. Jesus as a man knew how to create his own opportunity. Now, this is the key. When you create your own opportunity, guess what? You're the only one who knows what you're doing. Because you're the only one who's seen the thing the way you're seeing it. So that, so, so I mean, now here it is now. So that means the devil can't attack him. You say, why? He has no power to attack what he can't see. And he doesn't know what God has dropped in your heart to see and to do. So number three, you can create your own opportunity. Jesus, as a man, created opportunities in spaces and places that most people would just would never see an opportunity in. Let me just give you a for instance. There's a story in the Bible, and to me it's profound. It's in St. John chapter 11, and it's verse 4. And it's a well-known story. Remember the story of when Lazarus was sick? Okay, listen to this now. Jesus is saying what he's going to do before the situation could get any worse. He states what he's going to do. Listen to this now. St. John 11, verse 4. So they now come to Jesus and tell him that his friend Lazarus is sick. Hear what Jesus' response was. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not be in death. But on the contrary, it is for the glory and the honor of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified. Now, I want Yakadabosakabosai. There were instances where Jesus would refer to himself as the Son of Man. Son of Man in Hebrew is a code word and it represents Messiah. But Jesus went a step deeper. He said, so that the Son of God, now he gives away. He's not just Messiah, but the Son of God will be glorified. Now, please listen to this now. Remember the story now? Jesus goes to Lazarus' house while Lazarus had died during this time. He died. Now, my question is, 
did Jesus not know if he didn't go to the house when they asked him to come? Did Jesus not know that Lazarus was going to die? Well, he would have because number one, he's an intelligent man. And number two, he was a spiritual man. And he was already told that Lazarus was at the point of death. So in other words, they wanted to heal him. They wanted Jesus to heal him. But Jesus didn't want to heal him. Jesus wanted to raise him. So Jesus let him die so that he could be raised. Jesus was in total control of this situation. You say, why? Because it was the opportunity for him to be glorified. Jesus created the circumstance. Oh, this, is, this to me is so powerful. Oh, my God. Listen to this scripture. Listen, oh, my God. I, I'm so, I, forgive me. This, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. I mean, this is, you can't, it's, this to me is just profound. Let me give you another, for instance, of how Jesus created opportunity. You know the problem with most of us? We're looking for opportunities. And you know what the truth is? You know what the world calls what we're really asking? They're saying, you don't want opportunity. You really want a handout. Because you're saying you can't be anything, you can't do anything without being given the opportunity. The key is creative people create opportunity. Listen to this. Let me show you how Jesus did it. Oh, my God. St. John chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. This one is now from the King James. Hear this now. This was when Jesus fed the 5,000. Let's listen to this now. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, listen to this now, for he himself knew what he would do. <laughs> In other words, it was Jesus' intention all along to perform a miracle. Now, what did he do? Let's look at the situation. They were in a desert. There was no sprouts. There was no 7-Eleven. There was no food store. Are you hearing me right now? There was no Tom Thumbs. Nothing like that existed. It was a desert. And they had been following Jesus' ministry for a few days. It was like a convention. And the time had come where the people were hungry. But they were hungry at a place where there was no food. Now, let me tell you prophetically what I believe. Jesus sent them out. First of all, he wanted them to understand that this was going to be a miracle. And for, him to, and for them to understand it was a miracle, number one, they had to realize, number one, there were no stores because they were in a desert place. Number two, nobody carried lunch. Nobody made preparations. About one person carried food. One. 
Now, we know this prophetically now. Prophetically, Jesus had to have perceived that somebody there had something. Mm. Oh, my God of mercy. And we know the story. A few loaves of fishes and a few pieces of fish. Not a few pieces, a few fishes and a few loaves of bread. And I want you to watch what happened now. So Jesus created the opportunity because he said, Philip, go and see if there's anywhere to go where you can go and buy food for the people. Now, Jesus knew that there was nowhere for him to go. So you know what it did? It all pointed back to Jesus doing something. So in other words, Jesus created the situation. In other words, the lesson is this. Create situations. Create situations you can control, not manipulate, control. Create situations that you can have dominion over and exercise spiritual power. Jesus did. That's why he was so effective. Opportunities are circumstances that makes, this is, oh my God, the definition of an opportunity is this, opportunities are circumstances that make things possible. Now, there's nothing with God that is impossible. And God has given you faith. And in faith and by faith, nothing is impossible. So as there's nothing impossible with God, now God is now trying to get you as a believer, as a new creation, for you to think in line with him that by faith, nothing is impossible for you because you don't see problems, you see opportunities. You see opportunities where people see dead ends. You can't, you don't see dead ends because you're going somewhere. And if there's a wall in your way, guess what? If there's a Jericho wall in your way, guess what? That will fall. If there's a mountain in your way, guess what? Jesus said, speak to it, it will move. If there's a Red Sea in your way, it will open up. Because you can't stop a person that sees. Opportunities are circumstances that makes things possible. We can create opportunities based on our foreknowledge. So opportunities has a lot to do with how we see a thing. Now hear this now. All seasons are marked by change because no season is permanent. So in other words, you have the purpose. The purpose isn't going anywhere. But watch this. Your seasons do. And watch this. In every season, now here I'll tell you right now. In every season, God releases an opportunity. Every. Every. But if you don't see it, you can't cash in on it. 
Oh, my God. I know some of you are getting a, I believe you're getting a breakthrough right now because answering your questions. You said, if only I had that. Well, why don't you have it? Because if it's not given, you have to create your opportunity. I feel it even as I'm standing here right now. For some of you, things have passed you by. You are waiting for it to be given when it was to be created or taken. An opportunity without a season. In fact, let me back up. Seasons without an opportunity don't make sense. Because all opportunities expand your season. I want to pray for you right now. I so feel the need in the spirit to pray for, some, for, to pray for everybody right now. Lift your hands up before the Lord. Let me pray right now. Let me pray right now. Some of you right now, you're battling economical hopelessness. Because you're looking, oh my God, because you're looking to government to do for you what God's given you the faith to do. What do you see? When the disciples brought Jesus those few, those few fishes and few loaves, all the disciples saw was that. <laughs> Jesus saw a harvest. It was a harvest that fed that 5,000 people. I want to pray for you right now. Lift your hands before the Lord. Oh, my heavenly Father. Oh, my Father. My God. My Father. My King. I come before you today. And I come before your people today as your voice. Your spirit rests on me. Your power is in me. And I extend the opportunities of heaven to every person under the sound of my voice. I crush the very thought of hopelessness. They are still who you've made them to be because purpose is not negotiable. It is what it is, but seasons are negotiated. And from seasons come opportunities. I declare, I heard it now in the Holy Ghost. I declare opportunities to make every season supernaturally prosperous. 
Because your word says, in all our ways, if we acknowledge you, you will direct our path. Lord, you directed your people in the wilderness for 40 years. You directed them. Oh, my God. You directed them. You provided a table in the wilderness. You fed them for 40 years. Clothes grew on them. Our steps are ordered. I speak right now the release of opportunities according to seasons rooted in purpose. I speak right now. You only need an opportunity. You only need to create an opportunity to get wealth. You know, there's a young man who runs our ministry. A tremendous young man, a great intellect. And when he was younger, I should say, younger, he used to work for one of the Fortune, what, what, what you call these companies, top 400 companies in America. Fortune 500 clubs, whatever you call them. And he was a young editor, but he was given a senior role. And one day they were trying to cut back on staff. And let me tell you what he did. They were firing everybody left, right, and center. And let me tell you what he did. He created an opportunity that caused him to be preserved. They saw the value in what he was able to create. And listen to this. It preserved and extended seasons to him. Your opportunity can create the path for your blessing. I release you now to see opportunities in Jesus' name. I release that blessing of your life right now. In Jesus' name. Well, I know you have received. I know you have received because you've been given key. Now, I'm asking you right now to give with purpose, realizing people that every time a man of God offers you the chance to plant seed, He's given you an opportunity to have a harvest. It took me a while. I, you know, I, I visited this church years ago. It was a nice big faith church or whatever. It was a great church. And the pastor would say, well, it's time now. I'm going to give you a time now to prosper in the Lord. This is your opportunity. And I looked at some of the people and said, they really need the opportunity. But can I tell you something? Everybody shouted because they had a concept that if the seed you have, I don't care how big it is, if the seed you have cannot meet your bills, then God never designed it to meet your bills. He gave you that seed to give. 
Because only when it is sown does God grow it. You might not, I just hear both share here about both sides. You might not have the money to buy your house. But listen to this. But you have the seed of it. But the seed can't buy Yabo Sahai. But the seed can't buy the house. When you plant the seed, the harvest empowers you to get the house. So if you have the seed mentality, you never come into greatness. I challenge you right now. In Jesus' name, throw off stuff. And I want you right now to follow all the instructions that's on the scene. So, 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 and watch it grow. Let me bless you before you give. Father, this is their opportunity. Give them the eyes to see it and the faith to receive the promise. In Jesus' name, I release you now to give. Give unto the Lord and be blessed. In Jesus' name. Oh, how, yeah, he's, he's blessing you as you do it right now. All the information is up on the screen. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We want you to spread the word about the Infinity Center, the place of limitless possibilities, the place where you are allowed to be the original you. Amen. God bless you. Spread the word for us about the Infinity Center. And join us again this time next week for limitless possibilities. Love you. Bye-bye. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.